confidence on the slick, you know. Well, definitely, man. When you got James <laughs> as your starting quarterback, bro, there's so much anxiety that goes into that shit. Starting that dude as your QB1, there's so much anxiety. Just I watching him take a right. snap is scary. You ain't lying. I, I ain't going to lie. If I, I, I had to go pick, I told you, I'm done with David. I'm done with Carr. I dropped him in all of my leagues. I had to go pick up. In one league, I went and picked up two quarterbacks off the waivers this week. Jimmy G and Justin Fields. Man, you know, I still got my boy Heineke sitting on the bench, man, because I, I need that boy to sit back. And I picked up two on in another league, and I just oh, got yeah, two yeah, sitting yeah. there. Two are going to be smooth for sure. A little two of love. I got to decide right now whether I'm going to start Patrick Mahomes or Tua. So it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a difficult road. Uh, Pat and them are going up against an interesting team this week, the Tennessee Titans. So this could be a blowout coming his way, man. That defense uh, is not scary. You know, <laughs> the t- Tennessee defense is not scary. I think they're surprising. I think they're better than we think. Mm-hmm. Well, it's gonna be an interesting game because that's the Sunday night game. So you know, Pat loved that prime time. So it really don't matter who we going up against. That prime time, Pat. Yeah, man, <laughs> they're gonna get yeah. that work. As a matter yeah. of fact. They projected right now under four points. <laughs> I think this Who, is the lowest. Uh, Tennessee? Tennessee defense. <laughs> I think that's the lowest ever I've seen the defense projected. They under, I think it's like 3.7, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> that <laughs> shit are, is insane. Dumps. They just got to worry about stopping King Henry. And mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know how easy that'll be. You know my guy Kadarius Tony makes his debut as well. So, you know what I'm saying? So the future, the future... Wide receiver one of that franchise is going to be making his debut this upcoming Sunday. So more toys for Pat, man. It's going to be it's going to be hard for them to cover all of those weapons. He's been making no, these. It's definitely going to be hard on the defense to cover everybody mm-hmm. for sure. And I don't think you can outscore them. Really, you got to try and shoot. use the play clock to your advantage. Use Derrick Henry. Run mm-hmm. the ball. Run the ball. Run the clock. Run the ball. Run the ball. <laughs> Yeah, very, very true, man. Yeah, yeah. Keep on pressing it, man. Uh, I like what they're doing over there in Tennessee. It's just, I mean, they starting to become one-dimensional because Tannehill's not, he ain't really doing what he's supposed to be doing as a quarterback position. And, I mean, oh, shit, I'm not even doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Welcome back on the block, real hey. ones. <laughs> we talking about week nine, week eight. We just getting right into it because so much happened this past week in NFL football, as you know. I am the unbiased one, Cameron A. Sharp. Man, you know, Ceno's here too, man. Just Ceno, 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 the unbiased truth, Ceno. Hey, we're going by all of them today, man. We're going to take yeah, it all. Yeah, man. And um, Week 8 was amazing. Y'all know that Ceno and I go and we record these podcasts week in and week out in order to help you win the Lombardi Trophy in your league and talk about everything that's going on in the NFL regarding the players and their progress when it comes to fantasy. Now, we um should be naming this podcast, a.k.a. Barring Injury, because so much <laughs> has happened since the draft. Everybody I thought would see the finish line this year just ain't making it i know you uh jonathan taylor owners can feel my pain but man i have not been too and too bad when it comes to these picks because as of week eight Uh going into week nine i am 67 and 55 i was 11 and four this past week my best week yet you know how did you do my guy 
Y'all about so I think that's your best week, man. I, I man, I'm, I ain't do better than you. I did decent. I, I, well, you know, at one point we was fifty fifty and all of that five hundred. Mm-hmm. I was nine and six this week. You know, I'm sixty four and fifty eight. I'm about three games behind you. Ah, this week I don't know. I mean, it's some tough. It ain't gonna lie, some tough matchups this week. It's, it's a couple of games that could go either way. I think. But, uh, true, true, man. But see, last week I just felt like I could call him, man. I felt like I knew exactly right, what was gonna was happen. Um, but what 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 went right, or you know what went wrong for you this past week, man? Uh, what was going on, man? man? The biggest, the biggest went wrong. The biggest went wrong. How the hell does Las Vegas score zero points? <laughs> for real? How? Man. Where were you, Josh Jacobs? We need man, you. What, I, I, because, I mean, if y'all go back to the first couple of podcasts, I was extremely high on Derek Carr this year. Extremely high. I ain't going to let y'all forget. I'll be honest. I'll own up to my mistake. I was extremely high because I had him in about two or three different leagues. That man, Derek Carr, been trash. He's been all right. You know, he hasn't been too bad. But this last game, you would think a team gets better over time. This man has Devontae Adams, Granite. Waller hasn't been playing, but you have one of the better backs in the league. This man, Josh Jacobs, has been putting up incredible numbers. Mm-hmm. Y'all put up zero points. I know the Saints defense is good, but zero points? Man, I don't know what's going on over there in Las Vegas, man. It's too much gambling or something. I don't know. You know what's wild? It wasn't even that the Saints defense was really just fending them off. Because AJ was just playing their role, man. I guess it was just Andy Dalton, man. <laughs> Andy Dalton got the sauce, man. <laughs> Andy, man. But you know who it really was, though? It was Alvin Kamara. We cannot take oh, yeah, 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 away yeah, from yeah, that, yeah. man. He had a classic yeah. AK game. Shout out to QC. That man was all over the charts. And I know we're going to get into what he did a little bit later on in our top week excuse me in our week eight point leaders but man you know that game was so damn boring bro i had to turn away i couldn't look at it man I, you know i know fans of the saints love that game but as a casual you know just fan of football i said nah man i'm not gonna watch this shit man Devonte adams looking like he wanted to just uh, he like he wanted to quit that game I and mean, he was getting no action whatsoever that whole experiment over there right now is not working to his favor man that that was a pathetic game oh man i wish i could have been in the locker room i, I would have paid i ain't gonna lie i would have paid a little money to have a sneak peek into that locker room after the game because i know Devontae adams was livid i love to hear what the rest of the team had to say about this man Derek cargo on 15 for 26 101 yards and interception Man, you know, it was it's terrible, man. And you have you have you kept Derek Carr, you know, in some of your leagues, man? Or are you done with this dude for real? Oh, no, I'm done. I'm I'm, I'm done. I had uh, man. I had I burned some waivers, bro. I burned waivers on Justin Fields, Jimmy G. (laughs) And I burned waivers on two quarterbacks in one league just to get Derek Carr off of my off my roster, man. I couldn't. Two points. (laughs) Two points. Granted, George Pickens gave me zero last week, but two points for my quarterback. Yeah, man. <laughs> unacceptable. Needless to say, I lost that I, I lost that league this week. <laughs> yeah, unacceptable, week. man. I'm trying to do my best in my leagues, but performances like that cannot happen, man. Uh, one game that I enjoyed, it definitely, I mean, you know, we said that Thursday night game, you know, Lamborghini versus TB12. That was a good Thursday night game. We also just saw a pretty decent Thursday night game. But one game I enjoyed was the Cowboys, man. Damn, they're almost putting up a 50-burger, man. What's going on? Dak just on fire now? He's trying to prove that Cooper Rush needs to stay in his place. Hey. What's going on out there with Cowboys, man? 
I like it. I think we need to <laughs> we need to bring Cooper Rush in for a couple of snaps every game to keep Jack on his toes. You know, let him know that ain't nothing nobody safe around this mug, man. You see what I know? Uh, Zeke looking at Pollard like, hey, hey, guy. Chill out, man. You're doing a little much right now, man. Three touchdowns? Come on, man. Chill out, man. You're doing a little much. I know we're going to get into him on, when we talk about the, the 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 fantasy leaders as well. But, yeah, nah, the, the boys look good. Now, I was surprised at how well the Bears were moving the ball on them, though. Can't mm-hmm. lie. Definitely mm-hmm. surprised by that. I was too, man. You know, um, I like Montgomery, but Khalil Herbert just seems to just find these pockets in every single defense, and he goes for what he knows, man. He always finds daylight. He even found a touchdown, and I was there to put up 100 yards on y'all, man. They seem to have that little, um, what, running back by committee kind of situation we always talk about. Might be a handcuff situation going on here. No, definitely. That's what I try to figure out. Is it like, does the line block better when Herbert's in the game? Does he have better vision? Is that he has better pop? I don't know, because David Montgomery, to me, although he's a bigger back at 224, he still looks explosive to me. You know what I'm saying? He still has a mm-hmm. pop. He still has, you know, can get to the next level and then run away from the defense, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily know how Khalil Herbert works. Like, maybe it's the defense taking a break on that play. I don't know. But like, like you say, he's definitely um, somebody that you can look to handcuff for sure because the Bears do love to run the ball. Yeah, man, the the Cowboys might have on their hands a little bit of a running back controversy. I spoke on Tony Pollard being the real running back one in multiple episodes earlier when we were on the block. And if you haven't heard any of our past episodes, I know we're in week nine, but go and check them out. We always talking that real. You can definitely see always. a lot of the things that we speak about on the block. We're giving you our unbiased truth week after week. And um, right now, I know Zeke's dealing with that knee situation, and uh, Zeke fans, I know that he'll be recovering soon if you could not handcuff you a tony pollard i don't think got davis out there sitting on the bench i think uh malik davis got some action uh and and they say that tony pollard has been limited to 30 snaps that's what they're saying they say he can only get 30 touches so i don't know what's going out there and uh you know i don't know what's going on out there but uh i guess that tony pollard is like he's setting his price high man he know that you know that contract coming up for him somewhere somehow that's what I was just about to say, you know, if he restricted to 30 plays and he's not uh he's not hurting, then sh- you know, all that tells me is, you know what I'm saying, Tony Pollard knows what his value is, and or they know what his value is, and they're not trying to run him into the ground just shit, you know, because they definitely have a tendency to do that with running backs across the league. I'm not gonna just say the Cowboys and what they did to Emmett or what the uh Houston Oilers did to our boy Earl Dixon, but uh, you know. It just happens across the league sometimes. But uh, one of the games that uh, surprised me, I can't lie, this was actually a big surprise. You chose them, but I don't even think you expected them to beat them 32-13. to 13. <laughs> Cincinnati versus the Browns, bro. I know what I know, Cino. I know what I know, bro. 32-13. <laughs> After Joe Burrow had been eating it up but in the past couple of weeks. Granted, he had Jamar Chase. I get that. But T. Higgins is still a wide receiver number one. Tyler Boyd is definitely a wide receiver number two in the league. He can go any on any team and probably be a wide receiver number two. Um, so, it, and you have Hayden Hurst who has been breaking out. So, I it definitely caught me by surprise that they only managed to put up thirteen. And Cleveland's defense hasn't been crazy good this year, right? It hasn't been right. astonishing. 
So yeah. I I definitely didn't see that one coming. Yeah, man. They're I think they're ranked number twenty six right now in the league as far as defenses go. And I know everybody hates to talk about rankings, but it matters, damn it. Ah, yeah, for sure. All right. Especially when you're going against a division rival. And I know the Browns and the Bengals are trying to find out who's going to be edging out. And I, I like the Bengals team. They're still uh trying to figure out what's going on with their receiver situation because we know that Jamar Chase is dealing with that IR designation a hurry back soon young jamar chase uh-huh. we know you listen to us and i know amari cooper also listens to us as well and he exploded this game i know he had 23 points or more in certain leagues the man was just putting up numbers man i know he had an interception but we know we're not gonna count that all right we're gonna count the int man <laughs> he throwing the ball quite some time <laughs> He's supposed to catch the balls, not throw them. Y'all, y'all gave him the wrong job. That's on coaching. That's a coaching error right there. Trying to get too cute. Trying to get too cute. <laughs> I mean, what can you say, man? Nick Chubb, another stellar performance. Uh, he, he continues to show Solid. that he is that guy in the backfield. And when you got a guy like Kareem Hunt backing you up, man, it's easy to go get your rest and then go get your reps. It's it's cool to see that uh running back by committee situation going on. And if Kareem Hunt is available in any of your leagues right now, go get him. We might not talk about him on the waiver wires a little bit later but uh hey man we told y'all that's somebody that could definitely help you out in those deeper leagues yeah i've been telling if y'all been rocking with us been telling you about them probably since week one you know crispy kareem is definitely a guy to have on your team if you're lacking running backs and he's out on the waivers he's also he's always good for uh some good production man can't lie on the ground and through the air yeah, the only reason I say that is because the trade deadline is, uh, you know, uh, it's about said and done from what yeah, we can see right sure. now. And so the Browns decided to go ahead and keep Kareem. What does that tell us? They want to implement him in the offense somehow. They feel confident with his play. So um, if you see somebody that didn't get moved, you can probably trust them a little bit moving forward. Feel free to go ahead and lock in on some of these people now. They are where they're going to be. <laughs> nah, they, the crazy thing is, and I don't know. Uh, well, I guess this might be a straight time to talk about transitioning from week eight and then moving into, you know, the point leaders. Before we get into point leaders, what do you think mm-hmm. about uh, your boy uh, Brandon Cooks at the Houston Texans? You know, he ain't get moved. My boy did not play Thursday. Lovey Smith expected him in the building on Friday. I didn't check in to see if he was there. But what do you think about that? <clears throat> this is the thing, man. Um, Brandon Cooks is a stellar player. I hate to see him get into an Andre Johnson situation. A DeAndre Hopkins situation. You see what I'm saying? Excellent player, phenomenal wide receiver. Doesn't have the quarterback to do so, but needed an Andre. You know, needed the DeAndre up until Deshaun got there, you know. So I want to see him be able to flourish somewhere and seeing them not move him and then see Damian Pierce flourish. It, it gives me a little bit of anxiety for the young man. Honestly, man, they they might buy in on the wrong player a little too soon. So we're going to see what this new Houston, Texas organizations can do. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they don't have the same infrastructure that was there when they were doing all of those moves with those players right. I mentioned earlier. So I I mean, hey, maybe they know something we don't with Brandon Cooks. Now, we know he was out due to some personal stuff. We're going to let my boy have that personal time because I'm pretty sure he just like us, you know, a little bit distraught that he wasn't moved at the trade deadline. Nah, he was more than distraught. That man was on. He hit Twitter ASAP. <laughs> I'm hurt. I have, I have a wrist injury. I have a wrist, in, I have a wrist injury. Sorry. <laughs> my boy had pain, man. <laughs> the way he was talking was almost like he had dirt on the Houston Texans to where it's like, I've been, I've been playing my role. I've been the good guy this whole time. You know what I'm saying? 
and y'all didn't like they didn't fulfill their end of the deal. Like they may might have told him that they were going to trade him, but it, it, it he didn't get traded. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you didn't do what you said you was going to do. I'm not going to play slash. I might rat y'all out. So are mm-hmm. y'all going to release me? See, this is the thing, man. With Brandon Cooks, man, I think he's such a phenomenal player. I don't want to see him get into a war with this organization. Like I said, man, I, I know it's tough. I know he he probably was told, hey, we're going to find the best situation for you. They are probably being too greedy in the trade market, and they came up with nothing towards the deadline. And, and that's tough to see because a lot of players got moved. You see people like Chase Claypool hitting the road and headed to the Bears. You know, we talked about yep. Kadarius Toney being able yep. to make his debut this upcoming week nine with the Kansas City Chiefs of all teams. There are teams that need those roles fulfilled and I know that Brandon Cook was hoping to get on one of those teams but they're not going to trade you to a contender my guy so like right, the Packers. you got to sit home you know what I'm saying they, oh yeah yeah you know everybody was like you know what the Packers going to do and I know Aaron Rodgers is like okay I see what y'all doing y'all all in on the rebuild y'all all in on the rebuild bet 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 <laughs> you ain't never lied it's like man yeah. I would have loved to see him go to the pack but they said that 18 million dollars that's guaranteed next year he was not trying to let go, and no team could take it on. So Brandon Cooks is still in Houston. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it played out, bro. Yeah, that's tough to hear, man. But, hey, man, why don't we jump into the Week 8 point leaders? Yes, how about that, man? Where do you want to start out this week? Uh, did we start at the Unsung Heroes last week? We did. Uh, we can start back at the QBs this week, then. All right. So coming in at number three, we had Kyler Murray. Kyler, the Texas legend, had 27 points, 326 passing yards, three passing TDs. Now he had two INTs, but on the feet, my boy got busy at 36 rushing yards. He fumbled the ball, but you know, hey, man, when you're trying to do it all, (laughs) mistakes may happen. Coming in at number two, Mr. Undefeated himself. Jalen Hurts put the hurting on him once again in week eight. He had 28 points, 285 passing yards, four passing TDs. What up, A.J. Brown? I know you had to take that piss test after that game. And 10 rushing yards. Shout out to Jalen Hurts for continuing to put his team first. And number one, Tua. And I told you, bro, I was dealing with trying to figure out who I was going to start. Lucky for me, Pat was on by last week, so it was easy to start Tua. And Tua came up big. He had 29 points, 382 passing yards, three passing TDs, and 19 rushing yards. Officially saying, hey, man, so long to those concussion days. I'm good. Man, so do you think Nick Saban made the right decision by going with Tua over Jalen Hurts? Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. Because <laughs> right now, man, they both got the weapons they need. They're playing the level of football that they like to play. So, hey, man, we're going to see what's going to happen uh, towards the end of this year. Nah, 100%. 100%. Both of them guys are balling out, and that's what matters. Next up, we got the running backs. They get it done on the ground sometimes because they get it done through the air, which we'll see. Starting off at number three, we got Derrick Henry. He put up 35 points. Last week, he had 32 carries. Goodness gracious. For 219 rushing yards. Goodness gracious. For two rushing TDs and a re- one reception for nine yards. Hold up, Cino. We started out at 35 points with these running backs. Oh, my goodness. Right. I'm scared to hear the top points because that's, that's his 35 <laughs> for Derrick Henry. 
Christian McCaffrey wasted no time getting acclimated in San Francisco. You know, he went to school in Stanford down the street. So, you know, he was already familiar with everybody in the area. He said, throw me straight in. He said 36 points right out the bat. 34 passing yards, a passing touchdown, 18 carries, 94 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, eight receptions, 55 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. He did fumble, like you said, when you're trying to do everything or you are doing everything, you're bound to make a mistake. He had one fumble, but goodness gracious, man. A passing touchdown, a rush touchdown, and a receiving touchdown from a running back. It's pretty impressive, man. The man went bonkers. He went bonkers, man. I saw him go for 40 in some leagues. It was like, he put up a 40 burger. I'm like, goodness gracious. This dude crazy. Crazy. And next on our list, last but not least, the guy that we mentioned earlier, A.K. Alvin Kamara, 38 points. The man had 18 carries for 62 yards in a rushing TD. But wait, he did not stop there. Nine receptions, 96 receiving yards, and two additional TDs through the air. Kamara couldn't be stopped, man. And that's why they blanked them boys. Blank there was there were trade talks before this <laughs> game. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. There were trade talks. They were saying, yo, Michael Thomas. We don't know. But then when they found out that Michael Thomas was not gonna be able to go, that's right, Michael Thomas players, you can finally place him on IR where he belongs because he's not playing the rest of the year. So they bought in on AK and he gave them a big game. So shout out to that man. I like seeing him on top like that. That's dope for him. Most definitely. They were talking about trading AK or or Mike. They were talking about trading AK, but you know, Mike, Mike, Mike gone, bro. Mike, it's over with Mike. It's over. With. You know what I'm saying? It so, was over with as soon as this, almost as soon, almost as soon as it started. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but, man. But since we talk about some wide receivers, man, right, I might right. as well talk about those point leaders from week eight at the wide receiver position. Coming in at number three, we had Jalen Waddle himself. Mr. Waddle came in with 27 points. He had eight receptions, 106 yards with two receiving TDs. And number two, P.E.D. Hopkins himself with 28 points, 12 receptions, 159 yards, and one receiving TD. D-Hop is back in the mix, and the real D-Hop is actually hurt right now, so he might be able to reclaim his nickname, man. I hope the real D-Hop gets, gets cool soon, but we'll talk about those unsung heroes in a little bit. And coming in at number one, a guy that I said had to have gotten a drug test, a follicle test after this performance, A.J. Brown put up 37 points. He had Randy Moss-like numbers. He had six receptions, 156 yards with three <laughs> receiving TDs. Oh my goodness, bro, that's insane. When I when I when I wrote that line out, I was like, "How did Ole Miss not go to the national championship <laughs> when they had that man and DK on the other side? Your quarterback play must have been trash. Yep, had Ab- to have been abysmal. Had to have been abysmal, man. I'm pretty that sure right both there. of them guys, huh? I was gonna say that right there is is a phenomenal performance, man. No matter what you phenomenal, that is like a legendary performance from a receiver. I'm like, man, those guys were the same size. That I mean, now they're the same size they were in college. It ain't like those those were guys that like out of the blue got significantly bigger or strong and stronger and faster. Nah, they been they've been this way, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. they've been this way. 
Sure, and, you like know, he put it up I'll against my boys, the Steelers, man. And that was the toughest part about watching it. But like I said, man, when somebody's having a phenomenal game, you got to be unbiased. And just yeah, let it yeah, happen, yeah. man, and enjoy it, yeah. man. I even was playing against them, and I wasn't even mad. I was just like, "Oh man, this is dope." <laughs> See, yeah, this man put up damn near forty. Go up. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the points go up. Don't feel bad. I was going against Jalen Hurts, bro, mm-hmm. and I, I told you I had Derek Carr, so you know how I felt. So. Oh yeah, man. I had the Steelers defense. They was in the negative. I always hate to uh... see. Somebody puts me in the negative, but I mean, it is what it is at this point. Shout out to the O line. We cannot talk about the tight ends before we get into talking about those big boys up front. We cannot even play the game without y'all, man. Shout out to the O line. But what's going on with those point leaders for the tight ends in week eight? Yeah, nah, for sure. You know our tight ends. They're 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 built more like wide receivers these days, but they still get it done on the ground sometimes with the blocking. But coming in at number three, we have Isaiah Like. He stepped in for Mark Andrews and had 17 points, six receptions, 77 receiving yards, and he scored a touchdown. You know, be on the lookout for that kid. He might be on our waiver wireless. I guess you'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Number two, we have Kyle Pitts, who finally decided to show up. What do you know? 17 points, five receptions, 80 yards, and one receiving touchdown. This is the Kyle Pitts that everybody drafted up high and not the Kyle Pitts that we've been seeing in the past weeks that probably could have gone and uh round never he would i blame marcus Mariota, bro i swear i blame marcus Mariota. (laughs) that's not at all a bad person to blame because he definitely wants to get it done all on his own Mm -hmm. but uh number one is a guy that you know i know you're quite fond of his quarterback tyler conklin 23 Mm. points six receptions 79 yards and two receiving touchdowns. He looks like he was one of your boys, uh, one of your boy Zach Wilson's favorite targets last Sunday, man. They couldn't get the job done, but yeah, Tyler Conklin was the man. I'm interested in seeing what happens with uh, James Robinson this upcoming week, man. He's going to finally get a little, you know, skin in the game, maybe get some plays drawn up for him. But Tyler came in and ate greedy this past week. And I'm glad to see my guy Zach Wilson try to get something going on because we all know the great Matt Mike White is lurking. In the back, man, waiting, <laughs> waiting, man, hungry. Forget Mike White. Where is my boy Joey? Joey Flacco in, man. Put my boy Pretty Lord, <laughs> Pretty Lord Flacco back in the game, bro. Garrett Wilson in the in, in camp was going ham every week with him. <laughs> yeah, straight up, bro. It was that old man wisdom, man? He had that old man wisdom. Nothing wrong with Joe Flacco. That's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. All right. <laughs> nah, for real, for real. Man, but we all know you cannot win a Super Bowl without defense, and we had some top-performing defenses in Week 8. I mean, coming in at number three, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, They had 13 points, y'all. That's appreciated from your defense. I mean, they had five sacks, an INT, a fumble recovery, and then they only allowed 13 points. That was just a stellar performance from the Browns. They got them the dub. That's helpful. You know what I'm saying? And coming in at number two, the Philadelphia Eagles defense. They're trying to shine just like the offense, man. They have 14 points, three sacks, two picks, and only allowed 17 points. And coming in at number one, you know, New Orleans Saints. 16 points, four sacks, INC, zero points allowed. What's going on, man, with them Raiders, man? Shout out to the Saints for coming in at the number one spot this past week. Man, 
again, blanked out them boys, the Las Vegas Raiders. So, I mean, it's no, I'm, I'm not surprised that they're, they're at the top of the list because their defensive play definitely deserved it. You know, if you're going to blank a team, can't even blame you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess the last people to talk about are uh, the people that can definitely win a league for you. Because I'm looking at these numbers and I'm like, man, you know, say you were losing by a point or two and you had a kicker that only gave you two. Number three on this list, Chase McLaughlin for Cleveland. He got he put up 11. You could have won mm-hmm. with him, man. You got to come look at these unsung heroes, the kickers, man. Mm-hmm. Chase. Was knocking them in from 20 to 29, 30 to 39, 40 to 49. Hit a, a PAT as well for 11 mm. points. He tied, actually, Jason Myers with 11 points in Seattle. He hit one from 30 to 39 and a 50-plus. He also hit three PATs. But he didn't do as good as number two on our list, Young Koku for Atlanta, who had 14 points. He put up two from 30 to 39 hit a 40 to 49 and also four PATs because mm. Marcus Mariota actually threw some touchdowns. What do you know? Mm-hmm. Last but not least is a guy that Cameron, I'm pretty sure was telling y'all about and, uh, had him on my team. So, you know, I started him. I already knew what was up. Hey, he went yard. He, he put up more, some more points than some of y'all, uh, skill positions. Shit, some Nick, of y'all quarterbacks. <laughs> hey, facts. Definitely. Nick folk, new England put up 21 points. My boy was hitting him from 30 to 39. He must like that 40-yard range because he hit three from 40 to 49. He even hit a 50-plus and a point at the touchdown. They really just need to increase that man's salary because uh, mm-hmm. I don't think y'all come close to winning without him last week. Hey, man, Nick was out there balling, man. I know that everybody liked Justin Tucker. I appreciate the leg himself, yeah, but I yeah, mean, yeah. hey, man, Nick ain't new to this. He true to this, man. He showed what he could do. As a matter of fact, I believe his play and his play alone was the reason why they were able to win that game. The man has 15 years of experience coming in at 38 years old balling out. I know Tom Brady going hard, but Nick Folk trying to go harder, all right? You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Nick, man. I know I know he's excited. I know he's happy. He was dealing with some injuries earlier this year, so a lot of people counted him out. Uh, overall, though, he's been doing a great job, and he's got an even better chance of doing it again. Go get you a kicker, man. And speaking of going and getting kickers, man, let's – Let's get into the waiver wires, man. Let's get into the waiver wires for week nine. Now, just like we started out with the quarterbacks, might as well start off with the quarterbacks again, right? We always yeah. talk about matchups when we go into certain weeks, and week nine is no shortage of any strange matchup. You know what I'm saying? All these matchups are going to get weird because now I have Trevor Lawrence at number three on the waiver wire this week because he's playing the Raiders, you know, and we have seen them not do so well. So, I mean, what do you think about Trevor Lawrence, man? Is this is this a little premature? Should I take him off of there and add somebody else, or is this a solid – Look, man, for this week nine matchup. Uh, we, we, I, I was, I, I was at first like, hmm, but then you said the magic word, that R word, and I was, <laughs> I was so right along with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you know, honestly, the Jaguars' offense hasn't. It's, it's been up and down this year. It's been up and down. Trevor Lawrence has been up and down, but I do think he, he has the weapons. Just has to connect with them. He hasn't been able to connect with Kirk lately. He has been finding a lot of connections with uh, Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. 
Trevor Lawrence can still get things done on the ground as well. I, I don't think he's had a lot of rushing yards this year, but maybe that's something he needs to look into, trying to make plays with his feet to kind of have defenses respect him more so he can have more passing lanes. Yeah, well, you know what he does have. He has somebody that the organization is balled in on at the running back position, and uh, ETN Jr. had an amazing game. Uh, he had 25 points in his last outing against the Denver Broncos. The man was on it. And uh, he looked like he was comfortable being behind that line. I'd like to see what more he does to be able to take a little pressure off of Trevor Lawrence. I think he'll be able to, I don't know, almost repeat that performance against the Raiders defense, man. Both of these defenses are honestly evenly matched when we look at every level of the game. So it's about who's going to ball out more. And David Carr, or excuse Derek Carr, whichever Carr we're talking about, is not you know, performing, man. I can't tell the difference at this point, man. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, David, Derek, uh, the, the car man down the street, and, and man, don't don't even trust no cars right now, man. Go get a van or a bus or something, man. Where yeah, where's man. Jerome Bettis? We'll let him throw a pass, man. Come on, man. Terrible, man. It's terrible, man. And speak about somebody just just wants to run people over. Marcus Mariota is coming in at number two yeah. for me. He has a favorable matchup against the Chargers. Now, we all know the Chargers were blazing last year, but something going on with my guy at quarterback, man. They'll be in the Dome. Marcus Mariota is comfortable in the Dome. And I know that the Chargers defense is struggling right now to find some type of identity. Perfect chance for Mariota to run all over them, man. He did it on the older brother. Why not do it on the younger brother? Or is it the other way around? I can't even tell with these Bosa boys, man. No, nah, for real, but I, I definitely <laughs> agree with you. Uh, you know, Marcus Mariota has actually been stepping up the past couple of weeks, and he's been getting it done. I know a lot of, like you said earlier, a lot of people are frustrated that they have Cal Pitts or Drake London, and they're not getting a ton of production because he doesn't throw the ball. But when you're as efficient and effective as the Falcons are on the ground, wow. I thought you don't need to, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you mm-hmm. don't need to. So I don't, I don't disagree um, with their approach, and I don't disagree with him being number two because I, against the Chargers defense, that like you said, has definitely been struggling. Marcus Mariota has been kind of red hot, honestly, and he might mm-hmm. get CPAT back. So sky's the limit, man. Yeah, you're right, man. As a matter of fact, Marcus Mariota right now is sneaky number eight in the league right now. When it comes to fantasy football, that's wild, man. And you know who also was active as of three hours ago? C-Pat himself. So you know it's about to get busy again. They already got those two guys running. And we told y'all y'all need to handcuff those two guys together behind Patterson. It's going to be interesting to see how they incorporate all that together, especially with Pitts coming off a good performance. And Drake London sneaking there, ready to be wide receiver number one. Hey, man, I like like this game, especially with, um, you know, Herbert not having all the weapons. He wants as well. You know, he has Eckler. You mentioned him. But Palmer and Carter? Mm, nah, I don't, Allen. I don't know, man. You know, I like Everett. Everett's been playing great football at the tight end position. But, man, I think that that Falcons defense can get them three and outs and definitely get Marcus Mariota a lot of good field position. So, hey, man, Marcus Mariota coming in at number two on our waiver wires list. And number one. If you like that, you're going to like this because Kirk Cousins 
is coming in at number one versus the Commanders. I believe Kirk is about to do it big, man. He's been doing what he wants to do against teams all year long. He has all the weapons he desires, and his team is sitting at six and one. Now, he'll be taking on my guy Heineke, but if I'm being unbiased, Ain't nobody stopping Justin Jefferson on that defense. <laughs> so it's going to be a hell of a game, man. And they just got TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that offense is lethal at this point. Yeah, man. you're right, man. That Hawkinson grab is going to be major. And we'll talk about who you might need to pick up since Hawkinson has uh, traveled on to Minnesota. Because now Adam Thielen is sitting there looking like a prime position as well. Because, I mean, there's a lot to cover now. That's a lot to cover because uh, Dalvin Cook ain't slowing down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dalvin Cook still putting up his regular points, man. It's serious out there. <laughs> it's really their defense. You know, they're going to go as far as their defense can carry them. Like, if their defense can't stop anybody else from putting up points, they're going to be tough. But they, they themselves should have zero problem putting up points. Mm-hmm. They definitely have all the weapons at every position at this point. If Irv Smith wasn't good enough, you know, you definitely got to upgrade in Hawkinson. And I thought Irv Smith was a pretty good pretty good tight end. So, um, uh, I, I, like, I like all of those waivers. I think they were – Definitely some solid picks for this uh, week nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I-, I think those quarterbacks could get you by, especially with these bye weeks still going on. And guess who's on bye right now? Daniel Jones, a quarterback that's been performing. We already talked about him, y'all. I know y'all think Danny Downs is inconsistent, but he's on bye, probably sitting somewhere, lurking around. You could probably just pick him up. And I know they'll be coming off of that bye week with a good game plan for him and Saquon. Um, Kadarius Tony's gone, so maybe he'll find some new weapons and they'll drop some plays for some actual receivers. Who knows? Who knows, man? Let's talk about some of those running backs, you know? What you looking at over there for week nine? Man, starting at number five, you know, I, I got a little, a little handcuff for y'all. He did score this past week. Hopefully you already had him on your team because he already played. But... Kenny Gainwell versus mm. Houston. Definitely mm-hmm. got in, got snuck on into that to the end zone. You know what I'm saying? He's able to sneak into the end zone. The Eagles love to run the ball. Definitely a handcuff worth having if he's available in your league, you know. Yeah, I was uh, surprised to see a thousand Miles Sanders get up and get out and get something this past week, man. And um we all knew the Eagles was gonna win that game, but I mean a thousand miles Sanders they had to do him like that. It was very close. It was it was hella surprising, man. But yeah, Kenneth yeah, Gainwell yeah. was able to split and find some daylight, man, and, and provide them an opportunity to win. He's a very good red zone threat for the red hot Eagles, man. Go and check him out on the waiver wire. Definitely check that man out. As well as number four, we have Runny Rivers. We'll be playing against the Bucks this week. You know, mm-hmm. he led the Rams in carries last week. So they believe in the rookie, man. They believe in the rook. And, you know, um, Akers has not panned out <laughs> to be anything. As a matter of fact, they had Henderson starting more and getting way more touches than Akers ever did this season. They like Ronnie Rivers. I think they're going to actually maybe uh, get him more active against TB12 this upcoming week. They had Henderson. Um I mean, they had acres on the trade block. Mm. Like, they were definitely trying to move him. Nobody bit, you know. So, I think he's going to kind of lay low the remainder of the season and then kind of see where he can move to afterwards. But, uh, mm. yeah, no, that boy was definitely on the trade block. 
But number three, we have somebody that was on our leaderboard a couple of weeks ago. You know, he kind of died off the next week, but he kind of reemerged last week. We have Kenyon Drake. He'll be playing the Saints. And although they just blanked the Las Vegas Raiders, we know the Baltimore Ravens aren't going to uh, play foolishly. You know, we know mm-hmm. Lamborghini's going to put up some points. We know he's going to move the ball. Kenyon Drake's going to definitely get his touches because Gus Bus is out. <laughs> it's true, man. It's very true. And you know what's tough about that? It's like Kenyon Drake has been streaky. Um, in, in every team uh, system that he's in, he's he's been streaky. But I like his chances against the Saints, especially with Gus Bus being out. Like you said, I like Gus Edwards. I, come on, man, eat your vitamins, man. Eat your damn vitamins, for real. Eat your vitamins, right. bro. Come on, I don't know what the hell's going on, man. Speak about somebody that is eating their vitamins, though. Somebody's ready to fly high against the Chargers in Week Nine. It's Caleb Huntley. Uh, I know he's a handcuff to the other guy, Mr. Tyler himself. But, I mean, hey, Patterson's back. I think they're going to be able to use all of those guys in a new situation now. I like them against the Chargers. We already spoke about what could happen. Um, So, man, I I think you should look into Caleb Huntley at this number two position. No, definitely. I think Huntley, he's produced a little less than Alligator each game. Well, actually, last week I think he had more rushing yards on the ground than Alligator did. Alligator did most of his work. I didn't stop calling him Alligator. Tyler Algier. <laughs> I, I've been seeing in the comments they call him Alligator. I've been calling him Alligator. But Tyler Algier, uh, I think he outproduced him actually on the ground running. I think uh, Huntley had about 91 yards. Algier had maybe like 40 to 30 to 40. But he, he got more passing, passing down work. Mm-hmm. Um, is where Algier shined and he, he it was able to get into the end zone. So um, to your point, I do believe both are definitely um, viable sources of points. When CPAC gets back, we gonna see how they use them. But definitely, uh, definitely, I think this week is kind of safe because it's it's the first week back. They're not probably gonna throw a lot at CPAC. So even if he does play, I think those are definitely some safe. I think Huntley should be a safe option. Mm-hmm. Very true. I agree with but you, bro. Number one, the number one option is undeniable. It's undeniable. Naheem Hines has just moved. Zach Moss is Zach Moss. We, we, Zach, that's all we're going to say on that. We, Zach Moss is Zach Moss. JT's out. That's the most important piece. We were just talking about if CPAT might play. No, JP, JT is out. There's no if. He's out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that means Deion Jackson. Deion Jackson will be fronting the load versus a stout Patriots defense. But, 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 last time Deion Jackson was moving the rock, he had a very, 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 very impressive game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. I think he should be able to fare pretty well against this Patriots defense. And... Like we said, Naheem Hines was moved. They don't just move players for no reason. Yep. You move a player because you believe you have somebody that can already do what they do. Mm-hmm. I believe that's Deion Jackson. Deion Jackson is impressive, man. I like the guy. I know he put up negative points in his last outing, but you can't blame the man. He might not have been ready to play, damn it. Um, Zach Moss is also coming in. That's what they got in the trade with Hines going elsewhere. 
But, you know, I don't know if Zach Moss is going to play or not, honestly. They still say that it's undetermined whether or not he's going to get in there. If they can trust him to run a few plays, they will. That's why I feel like this is going to be a, a nice handcuff until JT gets back. Hopefully that foot is re-injured. That man can't stay off the injury report right now. now I, I mean, just I just hope he gets that. safe, man. I don't want him to deal with any more injury. Get safe, my guy, and then go out there and perform. Yeah, and you never know these days, or I mean, in football in general, right? Because I mean, last year he was fantasy's top leader, and then this year you would never know. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, get well soon, King. I know you're, you're, the people that have you definitely miss you mm-hmm. for sure. But that rounds out our running backs, man. You got some receivers for us to look at. I do, man. I got three receivers actually this upcoming week that have some interesting matchups. Uh, coming in at number three, we got Khalif Raymond. He's going to be taking on the Packers defense. Now, Josh Reynolds is doubtful. He's been dealing with some back issues. That means Khalif could step in at that number one spot because I'm on St. Brown is still, you know, iffy. He iffy. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think he's going to be playing this upcoming week. So that means that Khalif Raymond could get some touches, man. Uh, you know anybody else that could possibly go in at that number three spot, or you think he's safe to be able to get picked up on the waiver wire this week? Nah, I like Khalif. I think uh, Khalif had some actually had some really good games last season. Right before Amon Rob St. Brown started breaking out, and he mm-hmm. kind of fell to the back burner, but he still was producing. Um, and I say that to say uh, he has the talent, you know. It's just the Detroit Lions had uh, – I mean, other people to go to. But with Hawkinson now out the picture, I think you start seeing a lot more Khalif Raymond. Mm-hmm. I agree, man, because um, with Hawkinson going, like you said, he's going to be looking for some type of number one target. And the tight end position is is a good target for the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And I like Khalif the way he's running right now. I believe he could definitely take that for some of those deeper leagues. Coming in number two, we got Demarcus Robinson. Now, right now he's questionable with a groin issue. But if he does go, he'll be taking on the Saints. And I believe he'll be at that number two spot behind Duvernay. Now, don't get scared that old man Jackson is lurking, all right? <laughs> I think Demarcus Robinson is a safe start at that number two slot. Um, and we want to see Lamborghini mix it up more. Also, when you think about what's happening right now, everybody likes Isaiah Likely, who might likely be on this list. But, uh, you know, Lamborghini likes to get it to his receivers, and um, he doesn't have anybody right now that he can trust. We know Bateman went down. That's going to be a tough, tough position to fill. But I think he does it by committee. This is one of those guys that could benefit in week nine. Man, I do agree with you. Demarcus Robinson, along with the rest of the Ravens uh, receiving core, has definitely been injured a lot within uh, this year. Like you said, we should call it barring injury. I'm sure Lamar Jackson would agree because he has nobody to throw the ball to that's healthy, actually. But uh, no, Demarcus Robinson actually showed me something last year. I mean, last last week, excuse me. Um, which resembled last year when he played for the Chiefs. Was it last year he played for the Chiefs? I believe so, when mm-hmm. Mahomes was getting him the ball, and uh, they had a pretty good connection. But, you know, Tyreek Hill was there as well, so that was a better connection. But Marcus Robinson was good. He showed the afterburners, was making some great catches. I like the kid. I like him at number two. Yeah, Demarcus Robinson, like I said, man, he's got an opportunity to step up. He was limited on practice on Friday, so that means that maybe it's just a precaution because they want him to be able to be a full go on Sunday. He has a chance to win, man. They're going to be, oh, excuse me, on Monday, actually. So that's even better. You know what I'm saying? Give him a chance to rest for the weekend uh, because he'll be taking on the Saints in the Dome. He should be just fine. Don't get turfed, damn it. And coming in no, at number one. 
got a handcuff situation. We talked about this earlier. Um, if you trust Herbert at this time of year, which I do, it's getting cold. My boy's arm gets icy, and he gets to throw in them dimes. Uh, DeAndre Carter and Joshua Palmer. Now, Carter, he's questionable right now, dealing with some illnesses. But if Carter can't go, that means that Joshua Palmer is going to be their number one receiver. Oh, my, because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are out right now man both these guys are coming off a concussion so man if you are in those deeper leagues i'm talking about those 12 man leagues and you're looking for somebody that could put up maybe eight to ten points these are two guys you want to be looking at in week nine because herbert got to throw it to somebody and ever can't do it all definitely cannot do it all he's definitely going to be looking for some more somebody to get the ball to outside of austin Eckler because he loves dumping the ball off to him but He's going to need to move, push the ball downfield to keep the defense honest against, I mean, this Buccaneers defense, they fly around. So they definitely want to throw a lot at them. So I definitely see them throwing some deep shots to DeAndre Carter, but also trying to get the ball to Josh Palmer as well. Since those are their two, you know, biggest targets. I've had Mike Williams on my IR for quite some time now. It's getting a little sad, but you got to do what you got to do and work with what you got, uh, Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, right now, Joshua Palmer, like I said, dude, um, he has no designation. And um, DeAndre Carter is still dealing with the illness. He's actually questionable as of like maybe a couple hours ago. So that's not looking good. Um, I think that Josh Palmer might be that guy. And if that's the case, then, I mean, we're looking at people like Michael Bandy. Who's that? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know what oh, I'm exactly. saying? Like, who's that? That's exactly Jason exactly Moore. Who, who's that guy? You who's know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so they oh, might geez. actually get the chance inside. Y'all might really be watching that stuff. These might be game time decisions we're talking about at the wide receiver position this week. <laughs> no, nah, exactly what you said, bro. Confused. So it's just like, ah, yeah. It'll it'll be uh, it'll be uh, interesting to kind of see. Who can go for those guys, man? But uh, man, I, I see, I see down here we got some tight ends mm-hmm. for this waiver list as well, man. Looking at number three, we got this man. It's crazy that you have him on this list because I was looking at him earlier. Mm-hmm. Robert White, right? <clears throat> Bob slash Robert Wright. You know he plays for uh, the Detroit Lions. He's coming out out of concussion protocol, I believe. And now that Hawkinson is gone, he's the tight end number one. He's the tight end over there. And, I mean, we saw the numbers that Hawkinson put up. Granted, this guy may not be Hawkinson physically. You know, he might not have the hands that Hawkinson has. But I have to assume that, you know, Hawkinson is leaving a lot behind a lot of targets. And some of them, at least a few of them, should funnel down straight, straight to this Robert White kid. So, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. I mean, I think we'll have to see how it pans out. But... If you need a tight end, I don't think this kid is a bad guy to go grab. Yeah, I agree. It's obvious that they have the tight end position incorporated in their passing offense. So he's going to be somebody that's going to benefit from some targets, regardless of who's at that position, honestly. Um, I like Bob Wright as the guy to come in at that number three position because when he was out there balling, he put up some good numbers, man. He had four receptions, 57 yards, put up damn near 10 points in some leagues. I, I like that type of production from my tight end. As long as you're not going back negative, my guy, you're good in my book. As long as you're not negative, you are definitely good. As long as you at least getting targets, I, I mean, you're cool in my book, you know. 
Number two on our list is a guy that gets targets, but probably should get more with the receivers that they have over there and the injuries is two. Robert Tunyon plays the Lions this week as A-Rod throwing on the ball, has had some up and down weeks. Last time he played the Lions, he put up 14 and scored a touchdown. So I think it'll be cool to see how Robert Tunyon's involved in the offense. He snuck his way into the top 20 a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, okay, Robert, I'm looking at you, my guy. Now he's creeping in on that top 10. He's actually 13 in the league right now at the tight end position, and that means a lot for some of these deeper leagues. He's a guy that can average about eight points in PPR, about four points in standard, and um, he he looks like the type of guy that could uh, benefit from the fact that, like Sino just told y'all, hey, Ryan, I don't know who to throw to at this point. Um, Lazard is still questionable for week nine. We don't know if he's going to go. I like the rookie. It's just that acrobatic catches don't equate to points all the time. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, you can do all you want to do, my guy, but if A.A. Ron don't trust you uh, throughout every other play, I don't know if you can put up the points I need you to win. But Robert Tunyon last year against the Detroit Lions put up 14 points. He had three catches, 52 yards, and a TD. Hopefully he can produce that same performance this upcoming week. No, I definitely agree. Hopefully he can put up those numbers because A-Ron is going to need all of the help that he can get this week for sure. Even though it's the Detroit Lions, he still needs to. That's why he need all the help because you can't lose to the Detroit Lions. You know, Mm -hmm. they only won one game. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely can't lose that one. But number one on our list, getting back to the tight ends, number one on our list is Isaiah Likely. You know, I believe Mark Andrews will still be out this week. He didn't really practice. So that makes the next man up likely. And that man, mm-hmm. like we told you, he was on our uh, our week at week eight leaders for the tight end list. Likely actually put up some very good numbers last week. He's a very – he's, to me, kind of between the tight end. He's a hybrid tight end as in – He's probably one of those tight ends that won't be in for a ton of blocking, but they definitely want to get him the ball because of his athleticism and what he can do in space. He's almost like a receiver with the ball in his hands. So um, big frame guy. Well, uh, we know how Lamar loves his tight ends. So I believe you have to give likely a look, especially if you're a Mark Andrews owner and he does not play. You're really doing yourself a disservice at that point. Very true, very true, man. This is one of those situations where you can handcuff some tight ends together now. Yeah. I like Isaiah Likely, man. Uh, he, he's definitely beneficial. He could be a spark plug to the offense. Why not give the young man a shot against the Saints in week nine, man? Let's talk about some defenses, man. Some defenses you should be able to pick up this upcoming week. I had to dive deep into the waiver wires for these, you know. I was looking at matchups and all the great matchups. I'm pretty sure these defenses are already taken, so we're not going to talk about the matchups. We're going to look at strictly waiver wire. People I know for a fact should be open on the waiver wire. Coming in at number three, the Patriots. They are taking on the Indianapolis Colts, and I don't know. All right? I just don't know. I like Deion Jackson, but I just don't know. I think you should go ahead and get the Patriots. They are actually the number one defense in the league right now. Whoa. 
whoa, maybe not in the actual like you know real world league, but in the fantasy world, they All are right. one. So go and check them out, yo. They putting in work and they are still floating around in some people's leagues. I don't know if it's a buy situation. Maybe people just ain't looking at the ratings. I don't know what's going on. But the Patriots have a chance to win in week nine and they can help you win big this upcoming week. Number two, I like the Saints defense versus the Baltimore Ravens only because Lamborghini has no weapons whatsoever at the receiver position. I like Duvernay. I think he's cool, but I think that, you know, they still need to understand what's going on with Mark Andrews throughout this weekend. We'll see what happens on Monday. You know, that could be a game time decision. So if there is a game time decision, won't you go ahead and maybe get you a tight end, put them at the tight end position, and then put Mark Andrews in a flex position. Okay. Put him in the flex. All right. And then maybe you won't have to worry about starting somebody that ends up being out for the week. You could probably switch him out. You never know. It's always a chance in fantasy. So, yeah, with them playing Sun, I mean, excuse me, Monday, we could see some interesting things happening. But the Saints defense is still solid. They look good on every level. They could get that Lamborghini, man. I think they're a sneaky number two pick for this upcoming week. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah we definitely got to get into the picks later. But, no, I, uh, that's some foreshadowing there. I definitely believe that that will be a, a – uh, a game to tune into, especially after they just blanket the uh, Las Vegas Raiders with all of the talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball. Telling you, man, the Saints ain't playing, man. They ain't playing at all this year. And coming in at number one, uh, they'll be coming off a bye week, so they have the chance to play against Malik Willis again, I believe, because the man started last week. Didn't do too good, but Malik took over for the Tennessee Titans, and he'll be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, let's just cut it dry, man. I think they're going to be able to show the rookie what's up, man. They're going to give him a welcome to the NFL um, <laughs> situation, you know, every single play. So I want to see what they can do. Hopefully they'll put up the amount of points I'm thinking. I'm looking at double digits. It should not dip lower than 10 in week nine for the Chiefs. Yeah, Malik going to have to use his legs more until he can figure out the NFL game and NFL speed of coverages and all that stuff. Um, but also, Chiefs have to stop King Henry. They have one job. You literally, they all last bye week, they should have been think, telling them, you have one job, stop Derrick Henry. We're selling <laughs> out on Derrick Henry. That's all. We can stop him. I think we're straight. So, uh mm-hmm. I do like the thing. I do like the pick because the Chiefs' rush defense is typically pretty solid. Um, so I do think that they. I mean, they should be able to put up some pretty good numbers against uh, against uh, Tennessee Titans for sure. Yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting to see what Tennessee does, man. That uh, receiving core. Um, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be solid. I thought they spent money. Um, I thought they traded. And I don't know what they they, they, they picked properly. I don't know what's going I think on. they got. So I think I, I'll give it. I'll, I'll give them the injury bug. You know, bar an injury because I think Traylon Burks is out. Granted, he wasn't doing too much before he got hurt. But mm. um, yeah, I think uh, the only guy that I was high on coming into the season for them was Rob Bob Woods. Mm-hmm. So we hadn't seen him play too much because he was hurt the year before in uh, Los Angeles. So 
say that to say I kind of saw this coming for their, for their, for their receivers. <laughs> yeah, man, it's almost predictable, especially Tannehill's play earlier in the year. He just wasn't getting it done, man. He wasn't getting at it at all. But something that I didn't predict on this unsung hero, you know, list that we're going to go through, because we have the kickers, last but not least, on this waiver list, is the kicker at number three, not even him, because I, I, I've seen him, you know, I've, I've endorsed him before. It's more so the team that he plays for. Mm. We never expected to see the Jets kicker be an okay option for fantasy football. I'm talking Greg Zuerlein versus the Bills. It's <laughs> definitely going to be hard for them boys to score a touchdown. No no lie about that. I saw that Tredavious White is, uh, was activated uh this week, so uh, I forgot all about him, and they the they defense was on point. So, you know, you add another man, like not even adding in a, a you know a role player. No, you're adding in a superstar in Tre'Davious White. So yeah, man, it'll be it'll be cool to see uh, how the Jets move the ball. But again, Greg Zuerlein should get his chances because I don't think they'll be able to punch it in. Man, I think he's going to potentially be the leading scorer in week nine (laughs) for the Jets, man. So (laughs) go grab Greg's airline. Guaranteed to score a point. (laughs) No, for sure. Because the thing is, is the Bills, as good as the Bills defense is, they give up yards. They just Mm -hmm. don't allow you to score like a lot of points and touchdowns against. So I Mm -hmm. think the Jets will be able to move the ball, but I don't think they'll be able to punch it in. And that's why Greg is on this list. But number two, we have somebody returning from hip injury. We have mm-hmm. Matt Prater, you know, a yeah, veteran yeah. in the league. He's going to be taking on the Seahawks, man. And I like him coming in and being the number one kicker uh, for the Cardinals. Kyler's been trying to do his thing. He's not going to be doing too much. But Prater came in, and, I mean, he's widely expected to be at least a top 12 kicker this upcoming week. I think Sunday he's going to get the opportunity to show what he's about, especially since they got rid of Blankenship. So that lets me know they all in on Matt Prater going into the rest of these final weeks. No, for real. It, it, mm-hmm. That's all it tells me as well. And they believe Prater is uh, healthy enough to finish out these these weeks as well. Mm-hmm. But last but not least, on the list, at number one, we have a kicker for the Los Angeles Chargers. We have Dicker the kicker, Mr. Cameron Dicker. He's going to be going against the Falcons and should definitely have time and time again to kick either PATs or and or actual field goals. Yeah, man, I'm just trying to be unbiased. I know his name is Cameron. People think, oh, man, you got a Cameron at number one. No, it ain't nothing like that. I swear it ain't nothing like that. I just believe that um, Joshua Palmer, um, um, DeAndre Carter, I don't know if he'll be able to throw touchdowns to those guys per se. But I do believe he'll get them in range. And I like the fact that Cameron Dickers will be able to kick those, you know, 30 plus, you know, 20 plus yard field goals. I believe in him when it comes to those things. So he should get several opportunities in week nine to get those done. Look out for Cameron Dicker. He'll be coming in to get the job done. Definitely will have opportunities Mm -hmm. to get the job done. Um, Ample opportunities to kick field goals. Not so much PATs. So to your point. The Chargers' uh, points for the week should probably come off a of Dicker, if I if I had to take a guess. 
you know, for week nine, mm-hmm. which, you know, wraps up our waivers for week week nine and kind of pushes us into the games for week nine. Man, oh man. Sheesh. Sheesh, man. Yeah, these were were tough to pick now. Uh coming off an eleven and four week, man. I, I'm feeling spicy, man. I'm feeling I'm feeling just randy. You know what I'm saying? I, I kind of want to get all of these right, man. And I, I'm feeling good because we already got the Thursday night game right. We both picked Philly to beat the Houston Texans. No duh. But now we get to talk about the Sunday games. Now, 12 o'clock, it gets hot. The loss. <laughs> Excuse me, man. The Los Angeles Chargers are going to be taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I originally thought this would be a no-brainer, man, but we've been kind of talking about the deficiencies that the Chargers have had all game. Uh, who you got in this matchup, Cino? Because I think I'm going with the Falcons. Definitely going with Atlanta. I ain't going to lie to you. It's what you said earlier, though. Herbo has not licked himself. If you recall, I don't know, was that week one where he hurt his shoulder or week two? He it might have been around those two weeks. And, you know, we were talking about that. Like, he was still decided to play, man. I think he should have sat that out a little bit. Man. Sat. It still mm-hmm. might be bothering him. Granted, he doesn't have the weapons he normally has, but he still doesn't look like Herbert to me. I agree, man. And this is not the time to be playing uh, Rudy Pooh at this point, man. You got to get yourself solidified mm-hmm. in your division, man. I don't know about you, man, but four and three is not where they want to be, man. We were looking at them as being a contender this year. Definitely we're looking that way. And now the five and four Atlanta Falcons look more of a contender to me because I think they're going to pull this game out. They're four and four now, people, but I believe they're going to pull this game out. I'm rolling. <laughs> for sure, man. Uh, I'm locking you in for the Falcons as well, man. What about the Dolphins taking on the Bears now? I'm going with the Fins on this one. This should be a high scoring game for the Fins, but the Bears just got Chase Claypool. If they can implement him and keep that running back by committee situation going on, I think they could keep some points on the board this week. Yeah, I think when it comes to this game, it'll be similar to the Dallas versus Chicago to where I didn't expect Chicago to put up as many points as they put up. I think they'll be able to put up points against this Miami Dolphins defense, although they just made an acquisition not too long ago to bolster, I believe, their run defense. But um, I still believe that Chicago will have will find some success. However, definitely rolling with the Dolphins for the win. Can't, mm. can't, I can't quite ride with Chicago just yet. Do have Justin Fields on my team, but I don't know that he has that two-a-dog and mentality to where – one possession or two possessions left in the game and they they have to go at it neck and neck to go score a touchdown to close out the game my money's on tour i agree man i'm two is just gonna get the job done man I, I don't see anything in that bears defense stopping him from doing what he wants to do but this game uh, coming up next was kind of easy as well to pick you got the panthers taking on the Bengals. now i'm hoping that the Bengals can bounce back and so what they got going on, I, I like P.J. Walker. Don't get me wrong. XFL, what up? What it do? Sign your boy. Uh, but nah, I think that P.J. Walker has opportunity to utilize all his weapons. But will Deontay Foreman have the same performance? 
I don't think so. I don't think so, my guy. I believe that um, whatever happens, it won't be that. But um, the Bengals have a chance to really have a bounce-back game and get T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd more comfortable in that offense. Man, I don't know, bro. Because if you recall, it was about a week or two ago, I told you Carolina's defense is actually better than a lot of people think. They create turnovers. And then on top of that, this man Foreman been eating. That man averaged almost five yards a carry last week, seven, eight yards a carry the week before that. And we're talking about an Atlanta defense and the week before that, a Tampa Bay defense that's pretty stout up front. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I did have Cincinnati. They're at home. They have the weapons. But something is telling me go Carolina, man. They they tunnel all the targets. They funnel all their targets to DJ Moore, who's explosive. You have Foreman. Granted, I'm talking PJ Walker versus freaking Joe Burrow. This is true. I'm I'm I'm, I'm like it is, man. He locked it in with Carolina. For that week 9, 12 o'clock slide. This is all central standard time. So don't be mad at me if you missed the game. <laughs> all right. Now we got the Packers versus the Lions. Now, usually I'd be like, oh, yeah, man, the Packers got this, man. This ain't no problem. But, man, look. Oh, you know, bro. I actually left this one blank, man. Who, who you going with on this one? <laughs> uh, Detroit. I ain't going to lie to you. I think if, especially, Swift will be limited. You know, they easing them back in. If Swift was a 100% Swift, for sure the lines. Mm-hmm. I'm still on ice with this one. But, again, I think the lines are a little bit better than their record shows. And Jared Goff plays better at home. So, I'm going to go with, yeah, if you look at Jared Goff numbers, you only, you only play Jared Goff at, at home. Yeah, man. You never play mm-hmm. him away. Never play him away. You always play him at home. He's at home. He's going against a Rodgers team who can't really figure it out or haven't been able to figure it out yet. I'm going to Detroit, bro. Yeah, man. At the further review, I was looking at the actual just, you know, individual matchups, and I like the matchups at wide receiver right now. Amon St. Oh, Brown, he should 100%. be able to play. He should be good to go for this upcoming matchup. And if that's the case, man. I like Jared Goff's chances, especially like you said, man, they got Williams and Swift. That's a nice little, you know, running back by committee situation that the NFL's put together. I think that they got a chance to embarrass A.A. Ron and them Packers, barring injury. We should see a good matchup, man. So I think we're both locking in on the Lions for that 12 o'clock game. But what about the Raiders? They'll be taking on the Jaguars. Now, I had Trevor Lawrence on the waiver wire list and Mr. Carr was nowhere to be found. Uh, what you think about this matchup, Sino? Because I think I'm riding with the Jags on this one. Man, I, my heart definitely says Jaguars, but my mind is like, but it's the Raiders. But it's the Raiders. It's, it's Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. It's Josh Jacobs. But my heart is like, man, T-Law, even with T-Law struggling, ETN's been eating it up. He just has to find a way to get it to Ingram a couple of times, the way that the Raiders have been playing. 
it, it, I, I struggle with it because we all know Devontae Adams could go for 12 and 200 yards if Derek Carr could give him the ball. So I got to go with Jacksonville. I just thought about it. Slap me back to my senses that Derek Carr is throwing the ball over here. So, yeah, yeah, man. Like you, you just said it right there, bro. It's, it's, it's Derek Carr. Now, he is a, a top. 30 quarterback in the league, but he's coming in at number 21 right now, man. And he doesn't have number 21 talent over there. He ain't even been linking up with Hunter Renfro this year. Mac Hollins has been benefiting more than Hunter in that defense. Hell, Mac been benefiting more than Devontae on certain games. No, and that's real. just like, that's yeah, just no tragic, sense. man. And you know, um, no we've been sense. talking about the receivers, but even Darren Waller has been just questionable, not been playing to not the part that we thought he'd be playing after to he got paid this year. It's true, man. Once you get paid, man, that hamstring start tightening up a little more, man. I yeah, I'm real tight. Was chasing everybody that was money, like, man. Hey. Everybody was like, after after he got paid, everybody was like, "Oh, that hamstring's gonna be fine." Boy, Ooh, no, the hamstring must have really been jacked up because your boy still ain't playing. Yeah, man. I think the leading scorer this upcoming week for <laughs> the Raiders is gonna be Daniel Carlson, the kicker. Man, <laughs> go in and look at him, man. He's an elite option against the Jaguars. I, I believe he'll get to be able to knock down a couple fifty yards the way Derek Carr playing. Yeah, they might get shredded by that boy Josh Jacobs too. Mm-hmm. But shoot, you know, mm-hmm. def- Carlson should be definitely be in in the running for. He's either gonna be one or two behind Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, either before or behind Jacobs for dang sure, man. I gotta, yeah, I, I gotta lock it in with the Jags, man. Yeah, well, both teams are coming into this game with two wins, but one has to leave with the dub. (laughs) We'll see what happens, man, at some point. Uh, Man, uh, what about the Colts versus the Patriots? Now, the Colts have a different quarterback as well. We talked about it last week. This was an executive decision to start this young man. And then we have the Patriots over there as well. They have their own quarterback issues. I'm not sure they're all in on Mac Jones. As we thought they would be. Uh, so, who you got in this matchup? Colts versus the Pats. Uh, off defense, I'm going Pats. You got a rookie quarterback on the other side, Sam Ellinger, who didn't play terrible last game, but uh, still, uh, well, he—I don't think he's a rookie. I think he's been there a year at this point, his second year, but mm, first time like getting game time, game time snaps. So I'm gonna call him mm-hmm. a rookie. Um, you got Deion Jackson, who we talked about earlier, but he's going against this outstanding New England Patriots front front seven. Yeah, I, and like you to your point, Mac Jones is looking. Uh, I don't know, not all that great, but you know he just has to find a way to get the ball to, you know, my boy Jacoby Myers. And really, again, I think it's going to fall on the defense. That's why. That's really why. Defense and your boy Nick Folk. That's what I'm going to get a game to. Yeah, man. I was just about to mention him, man. My guy Nick Folk, he's going to be right there whenever Mac Jones is ready to fucking go three and out, goddammit. <laughs> and, oh, man, Nick Folk about to eat greedy. This is a coming week against the Indianapolis Colts, man. I'm giving it to the Pats, man. I think the Pats have a chance to win this strictly off the leg of my guy Folk. No, I definitely agree. I say hand the ball off to Stevenson a couple of times, getting the field goal rain. Let him boot it. Mm-hmm. Now, if my guy Huncho was there, my guy Jonathan Taylor was there, oh, yeah, no problem. I'm calling it. Might be a more difficult situation. No, I like Deion Jackson, Zach Moss. I hope you get the players this upcoming week. But, uh, hey, man, barring injury, them pass got it, dog. 
Definitely. Nah, I, I think we, we locked in on the same with them. It's supposed to be a little sunny day, too. Yeah, nah. Mm-hmm. I got to ride with the Pats. Yeah, I, I, this should be an easy one to pick. You got the Bills taking on the Jets. Now, I know I believe Ooh. in my guy, Zach Wilson, but it's going to be raining. And I think the rain's going to be all over his parade this upcoming week. The 6-1 and one Bills will advance to 7-1. and one. I have no doubt in my mind. Mm-mm-mm. Will Zach Wilson's uh, TD to interception ratio continue to get worse? Yes, sir, I think it will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely sliding with the Bills in this one. <laughs> yes, sir, I believe. It will, man. He's a young cat. He's still got a lot to learn. And they're probably going to try and protect him a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, man, when you look at what Stefan Diggs is doing this year, it's almost like, dude, what? What? How? You know, how? The man is insane. He's been doing going bonkers. So has Josh Allen, as we all knew. Devin Singletary has been putting in some nice performances. And their defense is gonna do what their defense does so yeah no nah, i gotta ride with the bills on this one man yeah you're right uh stefan diggs is putting up major numbers he's the major. number two receiver in the league he's what we thought De- Devontae adams would be no nah, that's real. that's tough that's real tough real. But, i mean hey when you got josh allen up there balling like he is man it was only a matter of time that man was ready to shine but um speaking of you know, Stephon Diggs. Let's talk about his old team because they're not doing too bad over there. The Minnesota Vikings will be taking on the Commanders for the final game at 12 o'clock slot. And I think that the Vikings will also advance to 7-1 and one against the Commanders. Even though you know I rock with Heineke, yeah, yeah, Kirk yeah. Cousins was number one on my list this week. I think you about to eat greedy, my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know if Hawkinson has a – enough time to get acclimated into the offense the way that we would expect them to see the rest of the season. But um, I still, to your point, think that the Purple People Eaters have no problems coming out with this game. Heineke, I think, will make it a game. I think he's definitely – anytime he's down, you know, and you allow him to throw the ball, granted he might throw an interception, make a mistake, but, you know, he's definitely going to throw and make plays. So I do think that – Washington has a chance, and if you have some Washington players, definitely play them because they're probably playing from behind, especially if you have a receiver. Um, but, yeah, no, I got to go with the Purple People Eaters in this one. I think they just have – they're a little too strong. They're a little too strong. I agree, man. And if Hawkins is not able to go, young Johnny himself was there to catch a touchdown last week. I don't see if him having any issues with disappearing and popping back up in the passing game to catch another one this upcoming week until TJ is comfortable in that offense. I agree, man. They just got even more high powered. It should be no problem for them to beat the commanders in week nine. Yeah, no, nah, I definitely agree with you, man. Definitely that, purple people eaters. Mm-hmm. That actually ends that slot, man. And then we got to roll into th- 3 o'clock. Now, I told y'all, this is Central Standard Time. So if you're watching this stuff, man, make sure you look at your local listings. Man, I sound like a like video broadcaster or something like that, man. Like, sheesh, my guy. Now, this is a uh, Dirty Bird battle. We got the Seahawks taking on them Cardinals. Gino Akala, you know. 
Who you got? Uh, we always talk about my boy not being wrote back. You know, they ain't ever write my boy back. My boy has been taking it to heart this whole time. So, I got to ride with Gino, man. I think Gino in Seattle will be able to, you know, trump those uh, Cardinals. And I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm to go with Seattle. I'm going to Seattle. Hey, man, DK is good to go. He's healthy. He's feeling that. good. That knee, you know, he was a full participant Thursday and Friday. He's he's good to go, man. Not worried about a thing. So that means that there's about to be some pain. Sure he given is. to the Bears on the Cardinals. 6'4", 235. You see a receiver coming at you that big. What you going to do? <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's a whole issue, man. Now, I like what Kyler has over there. Rondell Moore showed up big time. In that yep. last game, man put up 23 points. That was actually a season high. He scored a touchdown, had seven receptions, 92 yards. He even got some in on the ground. Uh, he was all over the place, man. But, um, you know, he got PED hop over there to do whatever he needs to do as well. So that's not going to be an issue. But, man, Zach Ertz has been one of those guys that's just been spotty this year. Now, I know he's the number four tight end, but that ain't saying much based on some of his numbers, man. Just looks like he's being consistent. You know, he ain't doing anything outside the box. He's also not doing anything that's going to help you win the game either, which is tough to say about a guy that was moved there to be a top performer in that offense, something that what we hope TJ Hawkinson can be for the Vikings, man. With that being said, I still think I'm going with Geno Sino. In this matchup with Kyler, yeah, I think I ultimately chose Geno because I think it comes to the defense. Although they have Arizona slated to have more points than Seattle, I've been trying to tell people Seattle defense ain't nothing to be slept on, even without Jamal Adams this year. Thanks. And I know Kyler Murdy is gonna put up his points, and he has PED hit D hop back, but the Seahawks like to get turnovers, and we know. Kyler Murray doesn't mind trying to squeeze balls in the tight areas. One of them going to go yard. Or one of them going to get taken away, and it's going to be an INT this week. I'm pretty sure of it by the Seahawks. Uh, so, that yeah, that, that's why I'm wrong with the Seahawks. I think their defense is going to uh, make the difference from, for them. I hope so, man. No, they're not projected to do much this week. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, right now, they got the Cardinals doing more than the mm-hmm. Seahawks. They're going to be doing some work this week, especially with DK back. He's going to be on a rampage trying to and, get more points. And they got to try and stop Kenny Walker. Like, what? Mm-hmm. It ain't like Arizona's rush defense is that great. So I really don't understand why they're projected to have so many points. Well, we know Kenny Walker, they will – Pete Carroll will happily give Kenneth Walker the third 30 carries and walk walk straight back to uh, Seattle after he gets yep. up in the mud hole to the Cardinals. <laughs> yep, walk right back with the Monarchs on, boy. He ain't worried about a damn thing, boy. Where he about to walk back with a dub for sure, man. Mm-hmm. But um, what about this next matchup? It's gonna be the Rams versus the Buccaneers. This one's tough because both of these quarterbacks have not been playing to their best ability. I like Matt Stafford. He's a Texas legend, but I got to keep it unbiased here. I think he's in trouble right now. Yeah, I think he's in trouble. I think I don't know what's wrong with. I don't know if it's the finger, the thumb, or whatever it was hurting him earlier in the season, or if it's something else. But he just hasn't looked the same. Granted, he's been able to link up with a Rob. A little bit more than he did the beginning of the, the beginning of the season, and I think that's helping him find his groove. 
But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's been going on with them. But even worse, I don't know what's going on with Tom Brady. And I traded for this fool. Mm-hmm. Like, the man is throwing forty. He's thrown under forty passes two times this year. This man is throwing more than forty attempts at forty-five years old. Dang near every game. Yeah, how are you not putting up multiple touchdowns. <laughs> like how? How are y'all not winning? It's pathetic, it. man. So it's really that's why for me, I ain't gonna lie. This was one of the tougher ones for me, and I actually ended up because the Buccaneers' defense is good as they are. They've been looking lackluster these past couple of weeks. Hell, they let Pitts, no offense, but they let the Pittsburgh Steelers put up 20 points. Then came back mm. and let Carolina put up 21. For that mm. reason, I got a slide. I got a tissy slide with the Los Angeles Rams this week, man. I can't lie to you. Man, bro, I think I'm going to ride with TB12 this upcoming week. I think he has an opportunity to win against the poor-performing Rams. I, I don't trust Stafford, man. Stafford is going up against the number six pass defense this upcoming week. Do you know he's thrown five pick? Uh, excuse me. Do you know he's thrown five picks on four occasions against three of the top ten defenses? He's thrown it against the Buffalo Bills. The Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers twice. He's just not performing at a high level against just like that, man. Now, offensive linebacker Shaq Thompson will be out. Okay, cool. Whatever. But I don't know, man. I think Stafford's gonna have a tough time trying to figure out that Bucks defense. So with that being said, bro, I think that TB12 could easily still a win against this young man. Yeah, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if I if I if I look at it, I think Fournette's gonna have a big game. Fournette should have a pretty nice game. But through the air, I think they're gonna have to hit him with the dump offs because of course my boy Aaron Donald's gonna clog up that middle for him, make it a lot more difficult. I agree, man. We'll see what happens, man. It's supposed to be raining, so hopefully uh it doesn't mm-hmm. do too terrible for the old man Brady. I know you're dealing with a lot right now, man. Hopefully you didn't, you know. But you know, the good thing is that the the rain will 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 cover up the tears. You see what I'm saying? So it'll just all look, <laughs> it'll all look good, man. I but go uh, outside, <laughs> <laughs> it up, man. Where is the moment you need the most? <laughs> anyway, man. So Tom Brady, I project that his team will move on to four and five. Both teams will come in with only three wins. So we'll see what happens, man. Maybe the Rams will even it up. But um, the Sunday night game is going to be interesting because it's the Titans taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And regardless of what we said about the Titans, all right, they are five and two. And so are the Chiefs. So this is going to be a fun matchup to watch at the Sunday night matchup. Supposed to be a little windy, but I believe Patrick Mahomes can still throw multiple touchdowns in this game. Who you guys seen, though? Yeah, I got to go, Mahomes. The thing is, I think they're five. Tennessee's five and two because of their probably, if I had to guess, their defense. You know, the offense, I mean, it's definitely King Kingry's offense. And I think the Chiefs are smart enough to try and. Um, limit King Henry's touches to where Malik Willis has to beat us. Like, we're not going to, hey, I'm going to put 12 in the box. That's that's one extra man on the field. I'm putting 12 on the box just to let you know that we're committed to stopping the run 
and I want Malik Willis to beat us. If Malik Willis throws touchdowns and beats us, I can live with that. But I cannot live with Derrick Henry putting up another 32 and 219 like he did last week. If I'm the if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, I don't and I don't think they'll uh, allow that to happen. So I gotta ride with the Chiefs, and they're coming off a bye. Yeah, they're gonna be well rested. And they got a new uh, weapon, Kadarius Tony. Um, and you know they went up against the Buffalo Bills, and that boy Josh Allen put him in the negative zone. So if Josh can put him in the negative zone, I don't see why Pat can't do it too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, I'm riding with Pat to show up in that primetime game to show them boys how to ball. Malik, I'm sorry it had to be you, my guy, but um, it's just how it was set up. <laughs> Nah, for real. Like, you just pulled the short end of the stick this time, Brody. Mm-hmm. But your time's coming. You know, you'll have plenty of football left. Eventually, man. Now, now we have a Monday night matchup with mm. the Ravens taking on the Saints. Hopefully, this game will be worth watching. I'll be watching uh, maybe the first two quarters to just get my feel of it. I may not watch the final two, depending on how it looks, really? man. I- you know, you know, I, I like Andy Dalton, but he just plays boring game manager ball to me, man. And if the Ravens don't get Lamborghini, some type of just you know spark, some type, I don't know what the boy needs. I don't know if he needs the smelling salts or you know his own vitamin water flavor. I don't know what it is, but Lamborghini just seems a little uninspired right now due to all the injuries he's been facing around him. So I mean, if he doesn't get the spark that he needs, this could be a very very lopsided game. I'm still taking Lamborghini over the. Saints in this Monday night primetime matchup. I told you what it was. When I started the trade for Lamborghini, what I tell you? Man, them big games he had, them defenses weren't that solid. Mm-hmm. That boy hit them Buffalo Bills, hit them Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Got real real on them real mm-hmm. fast. Oh, it was like it was like, whoa, a movable object. Like <laughs> it got real, real fast. But he's still Lamborghini Jackson. Uh, with Mark Andrews questionable and possibly out, <sighs> I might got. I think I gotta go Saints, man. Olave has been looking extremely good, so they have definitely a true number one, even without Mike T. And we just saw what Kamara did last week. Baltimore's defense hasn't been outstanding. And Lamar has kind of slowed down. Granted, this should be a good matchup for him, even though they just blanked the Raiders. He's not Derek Carr or close to it at all. He's actually going to not force a throw, but actually try and get the ball to his best receiver where Derek Carr is going to, I don't know, Derek Carr is going to do that. Well, you know, you got Jarvis Landry practiced. You know, he practiced again on Friday, so uh, he should be able to get that number two fight, right? He can beat out Callaway and Smith. Yeah. Can't he? Uh, yeah, he probably can. The only person I'm looking at, Chris Olave. Last game before last, he had 14 targets. Looks like a game he has. He needs 15 if Jarvis is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Very true, man. And you know, I wouldn't be mad at y'all if y'all went and got Juwan Johnson. I know yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. probably going to be tight in number two because Taysom Hill is just. He's just that guy over there. He can do it all. He still sits at the tight end position as well. But I don't know, man. Taysom been Taysom been he been streaky himself as well. He sits at number six. 
in the ranks of tight end, but I think it's more of just because he's had a 30-point game and most tight ends outside of my guy Travis Kelsey just don't get there too much, man. So I I like the opportunity that they have against the Baltimore Ravens. They're 3-5 and right now. Baltimore's 5-3. and We'll see who comes out the victor in that Monday night matchup, man. We'll definitely see, and I like that you called out Jordan Johnson. Somebody actually picked him up in my 12-man league yesterday, I believe. I was going mm-hmm. to look at something. I was going to go pick up Deion Jackson, but uh, of course he was already gone. So I was like, why don't they pick him up? Somebody picked him up yesterday. I also picked up Johnson. But, um, yeah, no, nah, he's definitely a solid pass catcher for the, the Saints. Caught multiple touchdowns this year. Um, but, yeah, I'm still riding on Kamara. I think that's who's going to get the job done for him. Dalton's probably going to have a mid-game. I think he I think he can have a mid-game. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, man, he'd be on some game manager shit, man. I, I, I rarely trust that guy. But he's another Texas legend, so I, I can't count him out. I can't legend. just count him out, man. But that actually wraps up. Week nine of the NFL. We got through all of yep. those picks. Hopefully, you go undefeated, so you know. I know I'm trying to shoot for that undefeated week, man. That'd be nice. I just came off of such a wonderful 11 and 4 performance. And shout out to each and every one of y'all that come on the block week after week. Y'all can hear it in the way I'm talking. Them street lights are flickering, and yep. <laughs> The more this on, man. You already know. I got to get up out of here. I'm about to use my Nikes right now before they turn into Pumas. I got to hit the track, man. <laughs> hey, no, nah, for real. I got to go get me some sleep my dang self, man. It's time to go to the house. My bed is calling my name. Yeah, man. Well, Sino, man, I appreciate you for coming in week after week, man. We are halfway through the season, bro. Week nine, man. I'm proud of us, man. We putting in work. Nah, for sure. We putting in work like these New Orleans Saints about to put in work now. Nah, I don't want to say how they putting in work. We putting in a little more work than them, I think. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you you allow me to be here with you and shoot. I'm glad that the people, you know, tune in and, and listen to us. And, you know, I know they do it because they want to win their league and they want to make all the shmoneys or whatever. Yes, sir. Whatever y'all playing for. You know, yeah. Whatever they playing for. But. Uh, regardless why y'all do it, I appreciate y'all locking in with us, and uh, we love y'all for for listening and you know allowing us to be a part of y'all lives. Yeah, man, I'm blessed to be able to share this spotlight with you, man, and thank you so much to Sleeper, the app, and all of those other great fantasy sports apps that we've been using. I know Yahoo Sports is waiting for us to sponsor them, but y'all ain't gave us no money or no merch, all right? Reach out if y'all want us to say something about y'all, damn it. But yeah, man, we finna get up off of this block. I am the unbiased one, Cameron A. Sharp. And I'm Cena, man. We'll be back again for week 10 soon. Peace. Peace, y'all. Love y'all.